This is Aaron Golub, host of the Blind Ambition Podcast. We'll be bringing you world-class leaders, entrepreneurs, and athletes, people who have overcome obstacles and used their ambition to create enormous success in their lives. If you enjoy this podcast, if you get anything out of it, the only thing I'll ever ask is that you subscribe, rate, and review. Hope you enjoy. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week of Blind Ambition. I'm your host, Aaron Golub, and today I'm joined by Steve Sims. Steve, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, you are a very interesting man. I <laughs> read a couple of your books, really enjoyed blue fishing, really enjoyed looking into kind of your career and, and everything about yourself. Why, why don't you give a short intro of yourself for my, my audience? Wow. Um... Left school at the age of 15 onto a building site, tried every kind of job to uh, become rich and successful and failed at a million things uh, before deciding that I was in the wrong room. So I tried to hang around with rich people. Before I knew it, I became the go-to guy that if anything was needed, whether it be a drum lesson by Guns N' Roses, a guitar lesson by ZZ Top, going down to see the Titanic, or closing down a museum in Florence for a dinner party of six and having Andrea Bocelli come in and serenade you, I became the Make-A-Wish Foundation for people with really large checkbooks. Um, that continued uh, for like 20 plus years, working with the richest people in the planet that most of them you've never heard of. Um, and then I decided to write a book on how a bricklayer from London can be doing this with Elon Musk and the Pope and trying to get you to think differently. I didn't expect the book to be successful. It has become successful. And now I speak, coach, train all over the planet. So uh, now I'm just trying to create a world a little bit more excessively than <laughs> I want to live in. That's so cool. So what, what made you go into this, this, this life? Because you know, like I said before, you have a very interesting life. It's something that so many people must be intrigued by. You know, what, what made you say, I want to make dreams come true for other people. And then going on that, you know, how did you build all these connections, whether it be to, you know, get someone to play with guns and roses or play golf with Tiger Woods or have, have, have a lunch, you know, what, what kind of allowed you to build, build these connections? So there's two questions there. One is on the connections and one, what was got me into yeah. the world of, you know, the Mr. Fix it, the go-to guy. Um, if anyone ever finds me, sees me, I'm 240 pound of biker ugly. You know, I've got tattoos, piercings, always in a black t-shirt. Um, I'm not warm and fuzzy. I'm also not very good with people. There's nothing <laughs> I hate more than going to like a, a wedding or a networking event and going, hi, how are you? What do you do? I can't do that shit. Yeah. Um, and I never, ever, therefore, wanted to be a concierge to the rich and famous. What I wanted to do was to sit down in front of a billionaire and ask them, how come you're a billionaire and I'm not? We've got the same hours in the day. I'm just as hardworking as you. How come you're rich and I'm not? That was the only reason that I started to do what I did. I call it the Trojan horse. I realized that a lot of powerful people wanted to do things. The more powerful they were, the less they wanted to risk humility by being declined or the less they wanted to owe a favor. You see, if you're the head of a major studio, 
in, uh, say, Hollywood, and you want to go to a show, or you want to go to a Formula One event, or you want to have, you know, go backstage at a concert, you can get it by using your name. But sooner or later, the person that helps you, they're going to want a favor. And that yeah. favor carries more interest rate than if you owed the mafia money. So they don't want to do that. So they come through me as a middleman to basically make sure it happens and then pay. As long as you pay, you see, you're not paying me to get you to meet Guns and Roses. You're paying me so that the person that helped make that introduction doesn't come back three years later and try and charge you to do something ridiculous. So I'm, I'm the kind of person that you pay to play. I get it done. No more favors. I never wanted to be Mr. Friendly. I never wanted to hang around with celebrities. I never wanted to walk down red carpets. There's nothing I hate more than walking down a red carpet in superficial Hollywood. But I did it purely and simply so that I could make sure I had a Rolodex of very, very powerful people that I was able to just phone up and go, hey, Johnny, how you doing? Uh, I wanted to ask you a question. You just bought, you know, that country. Why did you do that? You know, I wanted to have those kind of conversations. Um, and I learned a lot about how billionaires and uh, wealthy people think, how they are successful, how they look at failures. And I learned all of those things that I was then eventually able to lean back and go, well, okay, I've got this information. Now I want to pass it on to people that are successful, but just don't have the money yet. And I wanted to be able to shake people up, get them uncomfortable and give them permission. And the, le the second part of that was how did I build up the connections? Dead easy answer. I promoted my solution. Now, for anyone listening to that, write that down. If you have a headache at two o'clock in the morning, you will do the exact same thing. You will reach into a drawer, you will go to the kitchen, you'll go to the bathroom, and you'll get a headache tablet, won't you? Yeah. When was the last time you picked up that box of headache tablets or that, that canister or that bottle and you went, now nah, I don't like these, I don't like the packaging? <laughs> You've never done it, have you? No. You, you don't give a shit what the packaging looks like because it solves a problem. So I decided very early on, I don't have a website. I'm not good looking. I'm not smooth, suave, articulate, and educated. Hell, I don't even have a car. I'm always pulling up on a motorcycle. <laughs> but if I could solve your problem, whether or not it be a fantasy, a travel destination, a meet and greet, get you backstage, get you that limited edition, you know, Ferrari, get you that, you know, limited edition piece of artwork. If I could solve your problem, none of the other stuff mattered. So I became a solution and I promoted that. I grew my connections also by saying, look, if I do a good job for you, one day, and this was my favor, I'm going to ask you to tell someone about me. So if you came to me and you were like, Steve, uh, I've heard about you. I need this done. I would make sure you spoke with someone else first so they built up my credibility and gave you what you needed to respect me before you had a conversation with me. So yeah. I very much believe that today we're in a credibility currency. And credibility comes from providing a solution to people to such a dynamic 
that they will become your front line of marketing. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's fantastic. I love that. You know, what, given all the success that you've been able to see through asking those questions to, you know, billionaires and surrounding yourself with all these people, you know, what are your goals for the future now? What are your dreams? Where do you want to go with what you've been able to accomplish? So bear in mind, I left school at the age of 15 on a shitty motorcycle. Um, I still don't have a car. I still ride around on motorcycles. I'm 55 years old now and I live up here in the hills. I can't believe the things I've done and the people I've hung around with. So here's the weird thing. I don't have any goals and aspirations <laughs> of the, I want to walk the red carpet or I want to be front row or I want to be backstage. I have none of those. My goals and aspirations now is to continue to work with entrepreneurs, whether it through, be through Sims Distillery, which is my inner circle program, or through coaching or whatever. Um, I want to work with entrepreneurs, shake them up, spit them out back into the planet, more impactful, that they now give themselves greater permission to do things more dynamically. I've taken everything I've learned and try to translate it into an easy, understandable program for you. And I don't mean an online program. I don't have one of those. Yeah. But into an easy format that you will turn around and go, well, hang on a minute. There's an ugly, bald British guy that did this with the Pope and Elon Musk. I'm already out of excuses. That's what I want. I want people to give themselves permission to go for greater not for what they think they can achieve, not for what they think is close to their goals, but I want you to go for stupid. And I often coin that expression, go for stupid, go for a goal so ridiculous that people will laugh at you a couple of seconds before they applaud you for achieving it. That's, that's fantastic. What, what advice would you give for you know, someone who's a young entrepreneur or looking to achieve their goals and dreams? And maybe it's someone who can't afford to pay you to handle it for them, but someone who's looking to accomplish something. What, what advice would you give them? And that's a, that's a perfect statement. And not everyone can afford me and I'm not expecting everyone to afford me, but I am expecting everyone to do things. Um, stop being smart. Stop thinking and start doing. A good friend of mine, Jay Abraham, once said to me that I have a greater I can than an IQ. You see, when someone's got a concept for a business, there are two types of people. There are the one that says, oh, I'm going to go outside and see if I can sell one of those. Or they'll go online or they'll go to a store and find out if they can sell it to the store. They will start to action the business plan. And then you'll get the other kind of person that will sit down with our laptop and build out a 60-page you know, prognosis and synopsis and all these other big <laughs> words that I can't spell, and they will plan the perfect structure of what this business will look like. And while they're planning it, you've just got educated on 10 ways that it won't work and two that it will. Now, you see, yeah. bearing in mind, you can fail a million times, but you've only got to get it right once, and then all the failures are nothing more than education. You see, Elon Musk failed on getting a reusable space vessel and getting those uh, fuel kits to 
to land appropriately on the floating dock. He failed hundreds of times, but he only had to get it right once. Now it's never failed again. So the bottom line of it is I want people to stop thinking, just start doing. If you're thinking of starting a new business, go online and write on your Facebook page, who has this problem that I could be the solution to? Yeah. Also, go online, and if you want to open up a new company, this is a classic mistake. If you want to open up a company and it specializes on, I don't know, three-legged dog grooming, okay? Google three-legged dog grooming. And if there's no company out there doing it, do not think you're unique, but realize there's no marketplace for it, okay? So if you go out there and you find out there's hundreds of companies selling three-legged dog grooming, now you know there's a marketplace for it. If you think about your high street, how many coffee shops are in that high street? How many Mexican restaurants like Sharky's and Chipotle? How many burger joints are in that market? There's loads of those competing brands in that high street. Why? because there is a dense market of demand. So if you've got a service or a product, Google it to identify whether or not there's a market for it, and then go on and ask people, hey, do you have this problem that I could be the solution to? If you can help one person, great. If you can help three people, you're in business. That's the bottom line, keep it easy. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. You know, I'm really curious, and I just want to backtrack for a second, but, you know, growing up, what was your thoughts like, your, your life like? Did you have these kind of aspirations of figuring out, you know, how can I be successful? Why is a billionaire rich? Why am I not rich? Or, you know, what caused you to eventually ask yourself that question? Oh, that was easy. I was pissed off. Um... I believe most entrepreneurs are aggravated. I think we sit there and we go, why does it have to be like that? You know, even, do you remember being in school and someone saying to you, right, this is the test, that's the answer. And do you remember being that person that said, hang on a minute, there's another couple of answers that are also accurate, but the teacher go, no, 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 that's the only one that's right. (laughs) You remember that? Yep. <laughs> because as entrepreneurs, we look for alternatives. We, we look at something and go, hang on, why do we do this? You see, bearing in mind, Elon Musk invented PayPal because he was aggravated as why it took three to five days to wire money to each other. It yep. didn't make sense to him. So what did he do? He invented PayPal. Okay. So the bottom line of it is, as a youngster growing up in the 80s in East London, I didn't have Instagram to show me how inadequate my life was. I didn't have any of these things. I didn't have any online mentors. I didn't have any online courses. I didn't even have books. But I knew I was aggravated. I would literally question myself on the building site, is this it? Is this my life? Now, I didn't know what was projecting that. But I knew something inside of me, and I'm, I'm a great believer, and I don't suggest people do this. So there's the disclaimer. Do not do what I'm about to suggest. But if you went to an entrepreneur event, if you went to an event where there was all these entrepreneurs in it, 
and you cut each one of us in half, I reckon you'd find that there was like a single purple blood cell or a piece of DNA that connected us. Because here's the weird thing. Me and you, we're totally different. You're a good-looking former athlete, okay? I'm <laughs> a stocky British biker. We're very, very different. But we're united because we're entrepreneurs. Yeah. And how many times have you gone into a room and you just can't connect with anyone? You know, you're trying to have conversations and you're like, this person doesn't get it. This person doesn't get me. This person's willing to settle in life. Yeah. And they yeah. aggravate you. And then you get into a room full of entrepreneurs. Now, the entrepreneurs could be selling hair products, vegan lipstick. They could be selling, you know, space vessels. They could be selling and producing totally different um, products and services so far out of your industry that you can't even spell them. Yeah. But because they're entrepreneurs, you connect. It's like, I always call it the Hogwarts theory. It's like us all going to Hogwarts and suddenly realizing, hey, we're not different. We're not weird. Everybody else in the planet is. And that's what I think. So I think as an entrepreneur, I think we all share the same DNA or blood cell. And I think bottom line of it is we get to a level where we're just pissed off and we need to make something happen. I love that. I love that. That's, that's phenomenal. You know, if you were to give someone, you know, one, one last piece of advice, you know, say, say someone has two minutes with you, they've run into you at a restaurant or a coffee shop, you know, what is that piece of advice that you would give them? Do it. And it sounds very, very boring, but do it. Stop thinking. If you've got an idea or a concept, start making steps, build up momentum. If you want to do something with the Pope, then contact someone in Italy. Pointless contacting someone in Idaho, start focusing closer to the task. If you want to build a company, a brand, start telling people about it. Start getting momentum. Do not plan it. Here's a, here's a deal. For anybody listening, I will give you a million dollars. Okay? I will give publicly recording this now, <laughs> and you're hearing it now. I will give you a million dollars if you can show me a business plan from 2019 that says that we're going to launch well, we're going to have record sales by Christmas, we're going to do really well until March the 30th, when a pandemic's gonna hit the planet and we're all fucked for the year. If you can show me a business plan that says that, I'll give you a million bucks because a business plan is not a plan, it's a suggestion, it's an idea, it's a concept. What <laughs> you've gotta do is action and action means moving. You were an athlete, okay? Yeah. How easy would it be to go, well, okay, as a football player, I'm going to throw the ball to you and all you've got to do is run up the field in a straight line because we know the fastest way from A to B is a straight line, okay? Yeah. I have yeah. never, ever, ever seen a football player run in a straight line, okay? No. Because they have to move, they have to adjust, they have to edit. That's business. That's an entrepreneur. No such line as a, no such thing as a straight line. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Steve, thank, first off, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Where, 
can people find more about you online, wherever, you know, just to, to see your content? Well, I've got a website, Steve D. Sims. Uh, there's only one M in Sims, stevedsims.com. Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen is my book. It's on Amazon. Uh, but I've also got a free Facebook group called An Entrepreneur's Advantage with Steve Sims. It's free of charge. And I just go on there and I whinge and I moan and I talk and I chat and I hang out. Um, but if you really want to get more time with me personally, I have an inner circle called simsdistillery.com. And that's where I bring all my expert friends to come in and interact. But, you know, I'm easier to get than COVID. So just look me up anywhere at Steve D. Sims. Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you'll find me. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it at all, if you got one thing out of it, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you.